you think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories. and At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Three Fates Decide. I am Liz, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Mary and Sam. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Okay, so um, this week's episode, Easter and Passover are coming this weekend, if not right now at this moment. So we're here to talk about those two holidays and what it means to us personally and talk a little bit about um, some facts and a little bit of historical context to some degree about the holidays. So I guess we could start with like, well, do any of us actually celebrate Easter or Passover? Yes. So I was raised Catholic. Uh, My mom's Catholic. Um, My dad was actually raised with no religion but his mother was Jewish so I know when I was younger they used to do like the Passover seders and things like that I don't remember them so I don't you know I can't tell you from experience like what it's like or anything like that um but the only memory that I do have is the matzah like my grandmother would always have matzah for us and we would you know eat it with her and then she would always hide like money and we'd have to go and like find it or whatever but and my dad always used to uh, he loved this time of year because he used to buy boxes of matzah meal and eat that like for like a month straight he loved matzah meal it kind of looked like cement (laughs) the way that he uh he would make it and I don't know how it was healthy like how it didn't just like you know harden his insides but yeah that uh (laughs) that's pretty much like but I mostly celebrated Easter uh with my with my mom's family right yeah we kind of I didn't grow up Catholic but became Catholic when I was uh oh god I want to say around 12 I think is when we converted to to Catholicism. Um, I was Presbyterian before that. I mean, we always celebrated Easter, but it was never really big on the religious side until after Catholicism, until after we converted to Catholicism. I mean, we still always had the Easter Bunny, but it was always a lot of going to church and mm-hmm. uh, Midnight Mass, because they always... Or not not Midnight Mass, but Easter Vigil. I'm sorry. It's Easter Vigil. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a painful Mass. It is. It is. I would rather do... I'd rather do Christmas Midnight Mass than do Easter Vigil Mass. 100%, because at least uh, Christmas Midnight Mass is still only an hour. Or Easter Vigil, you could be there for hours. 
depending on how fast the priest talked. And how many people were getting communioned and confirmed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, also in, right, and also another nice thing about Christmas uh, Midnight Mass is that at least uh, the hymns are, you know, a good mix of like stuff that you would normally sing as, you know, Christmas carols. So that's cheerful. That's true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. But, oh. yeah. Yeah. No, Easter Easter Vigil Mass is definitely like probably the most painful of masses in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's if it's like I've only been Catholic, so I don't know what other Christian uh, religions do. But as far as Catholic, oh no, mm-mm. did it once, we'll never do it again. Nope, couldn't pay me enough to be <laughs> at that mass. No, God. yeah, exactly. Oh. Nope, I'm, good. I, I'm, good. I'm so sorry. I'm good. It's like I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, good. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no it, that was a pain. It's a painful. It is a very painful mess. Yeah. But, oh. Yeah. Um. Actually, now I think about, it, I never really did that. I never went to that mass. Actually, I would be grateful. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let me think. Now, what my experience was, I would go. Let me think. Um, I'm trying to remember now. It's been way too long. I'm so bad at this. Um, we would. I would go to the mass on Thursday. Um, okay. Sometime. Well, I okay. I went to Catholic school like most of my life. So Good Friday, we would have you know the mass for the students. Mm-hmm. I went to that. And then I would do the Easter Sunday Mass. Oh, yeah. And also, um, I would do the Palm Sunday one. Mm-hmm. My mom always wanted to, especially mm-hmm. go on, on Palm Sunday because she wanted to get the leaves. And she actually knew how to take some of the leaves and fold them up into crucifixes. I don't know how people do that. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I used, I used to know how to do it. I used to know how to do it. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. to do it anymore, but I used to know. Yeah, it was something about like how you would take like most of the leaves to make up the crucifix, and then there was always one leaf left. That's the one you use as like kind of like the string to like really tie it all up together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't remember how to do it. Like, like yeah. I didn't really learn learn how to do it. So, but yeah, yeah she would always do it. Before I quit going to uh, church, it would be for Easter, we would go. Well, obviously, we would always go at the start. We'd always go to Ash. We always went to Ash Ash Wednesday. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. At the start. Yeah. I mean, that that's like the beginning of the Easter season. So yep. you have Ash Wednesday. And then we obviously you'd have Palm Sunday. Then you would have Holy, Fr- Holy Thursday, Holy Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. I mean, and we'd go to church all, I, that's four days in a row I'd, I'd be in church. I'm like, I'm tired of going to church. There's too much church happening. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I'm tired of church. <laughs> tired. So, you know, uh, growing up, I, I've, I was telling Mary this, like, I've kind of done a lot 
you know, as I was growing up in the church, I was like in the children's choir when I was younger. And then once I received my confirmation, I became an altar server. And I remember one year when I was an altar server, I did the Good Friday mass at three o'clock because that's, it's funny, like, you know, they say like, oh, Jesus went up on the cross at like noon and he was gone by like 3 p.m. So we would have a 3 p.m. mass. I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. I don't think they told time like that, but that's fine. And it was a very nice, quick mass, but, you know, kind of doing whatever. Um, I enjoyed that. And then, unfortunately, the one time as an altar server, I had to do the Easter visual, which is when I said never again. And so after I graduated high school, uh, my one sister whose special needs was a lecturer and I started lecturing with her because she had a hard time with like you know reading names and stuff like that so I would Mm -hmm. basically get to do all the hard stuff and she got to do the easy stuff and we did Palm Sunday and if you recall on Palm Sunday you read the passion yes and the one year that she and I got picked to actually read Palm Sunday I was the narrator so I had to read (laughs) entire passion while the priest got to say you know like five words total and my sister got to say like five words total and I'm out there just you know reading the entire thing I'm like Jesus yeah no I will say I mean as far as with for the passion now I I probably I don't know if I'll watch it this year or not but we usually watch it every year it came out was the Mel Gibson directed version of The Passion mm-hmm. of Christ? Yes, right. and it's fairly well done. I liked it. I mean, it's I know I was very well. controversial when it came out, right? People thought that he was anti-Semitic, but I, I thought it was well done. Yeah, I liked that it was in Latin. Mm-hmm. I thought that just made it more authentic. Right. That was an I interesting mean, choice, though. Doing it, it Latin. was. It was. Now the only thing I wish he had done is stayed true to, you know, where they were and casted, you know, the correct type of person, you know, metal Eastern type people for those roles as opposed to, you know, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, spoiler alert for those who don't know, Jesus was not, you know, white with blue eyes. (laughs) He was a I, mean, man. <laughs> I mean, yes, he had brown hair, but the yeah. man did not have blue eyes. He did not have blue eyes, no. He most likely had dark, he most likely had dark brown, hazel to dark brown eyes. Yep, with dark Probably. skin. And yeah, the, well, look at any, look at anybody that's from uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. That's what he looked like. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so like I, I, I do wish he had done that, but I do too. I, I, I will admit, I will say that, and I do this, and I say the same thing for other movies that are mm-hmm. for that have these ethnic roles, and then they cast non-ethnic people in those roles. Yep. I'm just like, come on now, you had to have had somebody that it was the right ethnicity audition for these roles but you want to know something and not that i want to start controversy or whatever but 
you know that if they did cast it correctly, it would have been an uproar. I know. Conservatives. And that's why I think they they choose not to. It's like they pick their battles. Yeah. But it's just like, at the same time, it's just like, yeah. some roles I can see you might be able to get away with somebody that's a little bit more ambiguous, that's not quite the right ethnicity, Mm-hmm. But they could maybe pass for it. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for it's the beginning of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you you look at, I mean, Charles Heston, fantastic <laughs> actor, played Moses and yeah, Ben Hur, and Ben Hur. Yep, I was yeah. going to say that next. I actually watch that movie a lot uh, this time of year because this is like when it kind right, of right takes yeah. place. But he played Moses, and again, Moses was not a white man. <laughs> like, right? But, you know, it's. I was as I was saying, uh, it's one that we do we try to watch, but obviously haven't been watching it for the past few years because of my daughter, because she's not even quite five yet. She's not quite ready for that much of something. For something like that, because that would that would scar a child for life. I'm sorry. Yeah, that movie would. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember I saw that movie in the theaters, and even like when they were whipping the crap out of them, and they used the cat and nine tails on them, and mm-hmm. I had to look away. Yeah, because it was just he like didn't, he didn't hold. He didn't pull his punches when it came to showing what he went through. He, yeah, because I, I mean. The, that just, was, yeah. Brandon, I know it was I know it was all Hollywood fake fakery and he really wasn't hurt the actor wasn't, but God. Oh, it just it 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 really drives home what could have happened what what this man went through. You know? And how he survived as long as he did. Exactly. And then like I said, I, I mentioned I uh, grew up watching Ben Hur. Yeah, which is a long, long movie. It um, is such a good movie. Such a good movie. I mean, it's a good movie. I mean, it's it it is a long movie, but to be honest, it when you actually start watching it, you it doesn't really feel that long actually because there's a lot of stuff that happens in it where you you follow like his journey of like you know vengeance and then. At the end, he kind of realizes that, you know, what good is vengeance when it doesn't change the reality of what's happened. And, you know, you eventually realize that holding on to the vengeance is not going to help you or change anything. Right. And there's no satisfaction in it. Well, what what I thought was funny about that movie is it's been her the story of Jesus Christ or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's hardly... Jesus comes in and out a couple times, you know, it kind of weaves around certain major things of Jesus's story. Right. But it's, <laughs> it's really not. So, or, and, and I'm pretty sure most people know what Easter is. I guess we'll just start with that since the three of us all celebrate Easter. Um, but so Easter is also called Resurrection Sunday, mm-hmm. and it represents so basically Jesus told everyone that you know he would die, and on the third day he would rise again. Wow. 
And so he died on Friday and on Sunday he essentially rose from the dead. Um and that is what we celebrate is basically you know that that wonderful miracle uh and then of course having to prove himself to doubting Thomas and all that all that fun stuff um but the reason why we're kind of having Easter and Passover in one uh episode is obviously they're always together so they're always Right. The week of Passover is always the holy week for Christians um, Mm -hmm. going into Easter. And so I know and I've seen a lot of controversy online about how Christians are like, oh, well, you know, we celebrate Passover and blah, blah, blah. It is two separate things. Mm -hmm. You know, what Christians celebrate isn't Passover. They celebrate the Last Supper, which just happened to be a Passover what Jewish people celebrate is actually Passover with satyrs. And I know each satyr is, you know, uh, special in their own way because Passover is actually eight days. And <laughs> this is a, a very, you know, it's a major Jewish holiday. And basically it celebrates um, the exodus of the Israelites, the Jewish people from slavery in Egypt and for you know people who who don't know is that um a lamb was offered when the temple of jerusalem stood uh the passover seder the ritual meal on passover night or to the feast of unleavened bread and basically what happens is god commanded moses to tell the israelites to mark lamb's blood above their doors so that the angel of death would pass over them and not touch their firstborn sons. And that's what basically Passover is. And the angel of death came and basically kind of took the, the first, well, didn't kind of, but took the firstborn sons of many of the Egyptians and not the Israelites or the Jews. Mm-hmm. So they celebrate that miracle of God passing over them and not sacrificing their their children so that's what jewish people celebrate and again what christians celebrate is more of while it would pass over it was the night jesus had the last supper where he again told the disciples this is what's going to happen one of you guys (laughs) judas is going to uh give me up and you know, I'm going to be taken and I'm going to die. But don't you fear, I will be back in three days. I believe those, that's a quote. Uh, for I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, you know. It, he told them what's going to happen. And then, you know, when the disciples are like, no, no, we're going to protect you. And, you know, we're going to follow you wherever you go. And, you know, don't worry. And he's like, you kind of can't come where I'm going. Uh, but here, have this bread and, and, you know, so that you're one with me. And this is my body. And this wine is my blood. And Catholics yeah. is the only Christian religion that does 
the bread and wine every single mass only once every yep. other christian religion only does it on the holidays i believe yes yeah we like to make it extra special yeah and, oh don't don't forget not only was he uh betrayed he was also denied three yes. times i was about yep yep i was gonna say that next yes yeah not only was that man betrayed by one of his disciples but then the other one was like i don't even know who that man is yes yeah, like i don't know who the heck you're talking about nope <laughs> and it was be he was he was denied three times before the cock crowed Yep. Um, oh, and for people that? that don't realize that country people that for for everybody else that's a chicken, it's a rooster, it's a male <laughs> chicken. Just just so you know. But yeah, so that's the religious aspect of Easter. Yeah. The non-religious aspect, the pagan aspect, is the Easter bunny and eggs, you know, hunting and Easter baskets and all that stuff and candy. And candy galore. Lots of candy. Lots and lots of candy. Lots and lots of pastel, colorful. Colors. Yep. Peeps. Peeps. God, I hate peeps. I'm not a big peep person. I'm not either. I don't like them. I don't like them. I'm not a big marshmallow person in general. I love marshmallows. I don't like peeps. So I know for me, especially like when I was uber religious and obviously they right now i'm 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 not um i think mm. people could tell just based off of how i'm talking about catholics and i'm not and i am a catholic and <laughs> but anyway was that it represented the end of lent which mm-hmm. means that whatever i had given up for 40 days i can now have and i can officially start having meat on fridays again so that was like a woohoo moment Yes. Yeah, Although, I totally. Yeah, I totally yeah. did Fish Friday. We we we've been doing Fish Friday every Friday for fifteen years now. Well, it used to be like that when my mom was a kid. They didn't have meat on any Friday, not just one. Yeah, right. And then they changed it, it. It was, but my parent one year our priest asked us to give asked everybody to give up meat on Fridays for one year. For all the, um, and this is a controversial topic that we're not getting into, um, but for all the aborted children, all the aborted babies, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, which, fine. And my parents have just kept it up every Friday. Most of the time, even though I'm not religious, anymore, I try not to eat meat on Fridays, but a lot of times I forget <laughs> and I'm just like, it's food. I see food and I want it in my face. <laughs> it's a seafood diet. I see food. I eat it. And my- um, <laughs> so I try not to eat meat on Fridays, but I, I'm not as religious about it as my parents. Yeah. I don't like seafood. I, I don't like it. I mm-hmm. used to when I was younger. And, mm-hmm. you know, they say your body changes every seven years. Well, I have developed a, a hatred for seafood. I don't like the smell of it, the taste of it. Ugh. So my dad does instead either, of seafood he... Fridays, I have carb Fridays. Ah. 
-hmm. Well, we only have one type of fish. We found fish fillets at Sam's that my dad will eat because my dad does not like seafood normally. Mm. So, but if we don't have that, sometimes we will have like just plain spaghetti. But I don't really want to get, but yeah. Or we'll have like grilled cheese or we'll have anything other than meat. It's just like our vegetarian day. But yeah, which is hard because a lot of times my mom cooks something really, 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 really good on Thursday nights for supper. And it's usually a meat dish of some sort. And then we can't eat it again until Saturday. And I'm just usually like, uh-uh. especially if it's really good. I'm like, nope, I'm eating it. I don't care. Come at me. Like, bite me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. 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 So what? is your favorite food for this time of year candy candy could be included to be honest in my household we didn't really have any particular easter foods because like that kind of tradition doesn't really exist in uh like the part of the world my family comes from so um yeah because my because my mom's side of the family they convert to catholicism but there's not really a tradition of like special meals made, um, you know, for Easter or Lent or anything other than, you know, doing fish Friday. Um, I mean, I guess it's partially because of like, you know, uh, Christianity as a religion is a relatively new thing, you know, in, um, parts of Asia, especially, um, you know, places that were, maybe weren't colonized or you know if they were places that were colonized it came with the colonizers as a religion mm-hmm. and depending on when the religion actually showed up it there may not have been really much time to create that tradition um plus on top of that the other thing i now that i think about it is um at the time that, you know, my mom's family converted, this was, like, after World War II. So, you know, food, uh, just, like, just like basic food for, you know, normal consumption is already kind of, like, you know, problematic and in, inconsistent at times. You know, along with, you know, a lot of people who had to, who basically only had, like, the stuff that they can carry in their on their backs basically because of the war. So, you know, special foods is not really a thing uh, for me growing up um, other than the fish Friday and, you know, the, just the general Easter candy that you'd see on sale. (laughs) And that's about it. Yeah. On Easter, my grandmother would always make um, a lamb, uh, like a, like a lamb or something like that. But, now we go to like my brother and sister-in-laws and you know it's usually my sister-in-law is very italian so it's usually some sort of pasta dish and then some sort of like meat or whatever but in terms of candy i love cadbury eggs (laughs) oh but i only like the caramel filled ones oh no i like the cream ones i say i don't like cream ones I like the caramel filled ones. Ooh. Oh, uh, <laughs> and then uh, we always get there's a, a chocolate factory not far. It's called Old Mammoth, um, and it's right in like 
a neighboring town and we always go and we get like big chocolate bunnies and stuff like that and you know obviously like jelly beans and you know things things like that and I always try and make my candy last until Christmas I only have a little bit at a time (laughs) (laughs) so I don't go too crazy with uh with my candy yeah, my my daughter's favorite is jelly beans. She loves jelly beans. Yeah, we get the uh, um, Starburst. Flavors. Yes, Starburst are so good. Now, I was really surprised. Um, I found Skittles, Star or Skittles jelly beans, mm. and they oh. are, and the green ones are actually lime and not green apple. Okay. Which is my favorite because I don't like green apple that well. I or should say I don't like green apple candy. I love green apples, just like Granny Smith apples. I love them, but -hmm. I don't like green apple candy that well. So I was so sad when they when they switched the uh, Skittles green from lime to green apple. But I've always I'm a big more of a I love that type of fruit stuff though. So I'm weird. Love love like lemon lime stuff. You know, actually, sorry, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, um, back to the food part, um, well, considering that in my family, we didn't have like any particular Easter foods that we ate, um, actually, there's another holiday we happen to celebrate around Easter that because like it happens to be around the same time of the year usually but not necessarily the same dates or anything like that but there's actually this holiday in China where um it's very similar to Mexico's Day of the Dead um holiday actually it's where we're supposed to visit um our relatives in the cemetery and leave offerings and things like that so so it is very similar i remember as a kid we would almost do something that's almost like a picnic, really, which was very strange to a lot of people, but it's very common, actually. And if you happen to go to visit cemeteries um, around this time of the year, like if you if you happen to have a fam come from a family where that's a thing you do, um, if you happen to have, um, you know, a decent population of like Chinese Asian people in your community and who have relatives in the cemetery, you may have come across this, but some people will do practically a picnic there. Um, and well, I don't know about in other parts of the country, but I remember as a kid, they used to light fireworks actually, um, at the cemetery as well. But of course now New York regulations say you can't do that anymore. So we don't. And that used to scare the hell out of me a lot as a kid. Cause I did not like loud noises. Um, and we'd also burn incense. Uh, we'd burn uh, fake money um, as offerings as well. Um, just to kind of vary things up a little bit. When we visit my mom's parents, we just leave them flowers and we just bow to them. But when we visit my dad's parents, um, they are not Catholic. They are, well... They're not like particularly religious, but I think my grandmother may have been a Buddhist. I'm not, I, I don't remember. But um, anyway, for my 
my dad's parents, actually, my dad would not just offer the incense and the money and food, but also he would pour actually some rice wine uh, on the grave too, because my, my granddad liked, liked his alcohol. So, um, he'd leave that. And actually over the years, we've had to visit more and more relatives. So it's not uncommon for us to be at the cemetery for like two hours going all over the place, like visiting different people. Cause you know, over time, the different burial slots are available or not available. So, you know, different relatives are in different parts of the cemetery. So where you have to go all over the place. So yeah, being there two or three hours is not unusual. So. Oh, and those cemeteries um, are humongous. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And it's crazy. Actually, just by coincidence, um, we were there yesterday after not having like last time we went was like back in 2019 obviously because of the pandemic we didn't go but um we went yesterday actually and um we didn't do the full visit because um well let's just say my parents had other business at the cemetery to do so we just stopped by long enough to leave flowers and bow to people and then leave um but yeah it's it's a thing we do every year usually Mm. um yeah yeah Um, i mean i know a lot of people that that do that like i mean like we usually go on actually we've now decided to start avoiding uh the cemetery around holidays because that's when a lot of people go yeah i guess i do the opposite of you (laughs) yeah that's pretty you know you know, it's nice that you have, like, a, a time to go and do all that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's also kind of interesting because visiting these relatives and, you you know, you, you look at the gravestones and, like, you realize, like, when these people were born. And it's very interesting to see, like, history in, in a way of, like, your own family when you go do this. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, we also, like, reminisce a little bit. Like, I mean, both of my granddads, they had to, they they both died in Hong Kong. So, the, you know, for people not familiar with this, so, you know, obviously because of limited real estate, uh, apparently both for the living and the dead in um, Hong Kong, when you die in Hong Kong, you you can get a burial plot, but you only get it for a few years. So it's almost like you're renting the space or leasing the space, if you will. And after a certain number of years, you, you know, you have to decide what to do with the remains because they can't stay there for eternity. So actually, um, both my granddads, they had to be shipped here to the U S and, um, we had them like reburied in like, uh, different plots, um, in the cemetery that we go to. It's, um, it's, it's that big one in, um, Brooklyn. Um, and so like, then when my grandmothers passed away, they like were, you know, placed with their husbands. So, you know, couples are easier to visit together and, um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.